Hey everybody, <laughs> we are back. This is the Take Control Podcast, and this is one of the hosts. My name is Brandy. I'm Darielle. <laughs> it's Kim. And new month, I think. Yeah, new month. Yes. All right, ladies. So what's up? What's been going on? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um. Only thing with me, I think, since we talked last is I'm job transitioning and I'm excited, but I think that might be it. Mm. Yeah. It's also Black History Month, so you guys are welcome. Mm-hmm. Bing bang. But yeah, I think that's it. Um, What's new with me? Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what's new with me. Oh, I just got back from vacation. Ooh. <clears throat> Not too long ago, I went to Puerto Rico. Ooh, Puerto Rico. Looking good. Thanks. Andy. I didn't get to take as many pictures as I would like. We were only there for four days, and it rained the first two. Aw. But um, we still did a lot um, on and off the resort. It was more of a, like, kind of a relaxing type of deal. Um... So, like, at night, it was cool. We still got to do stuff. Like, our la- the day before we left was completely sunny all day, so we got to do that. Mm-hmm. So, it was really nice. And it was, like, my first, like, girl trip for, um, that I had in a while. And I was really nervous about it because you guys know I always talk about how, like, I'm scared to meet new people and get around new people. And it was my friend's birthday. And all of her friends going, I never met besides mm-hmm. her best friend and then her cousin, um... Were the only two that I had met a few times, but other than that, I didn't know anyone else. And she roomed with her cousin because he was a male to make everyone comfortable. And so the person I had to room with, I never met before. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, nervous. Up. She planned the trips like three, three to two weeks in advance. So I'm like, hold on, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this work. I'm like, I don't, I, how am I getting my hair, blah, blah, blah. Thankfully, I had hella vacation clothes I've been buying and no vacation. <laughs> so, I didn't have to worry about that. But we went and we had a great time. Oh, like, it was fun. great. It was like no weirdness, no drama. Like, love just that. 100% great vibes the whole time. And I asked him if I could drive with, um join their travel group and they're mm. like yes girl oh that's sweet i love that i was so happy because they travel a lot together so oh that's cute they say yes oh, so. period. yeah you finna be booked and busy friend right i love that did you love puerto rico i did i wish i got to do a little more but of, of course the weather but we still had a great time and it was like a great balance of like turn up but also get some rest because we old as fuck mm-hmm. so but it was great. Yeah. I hear it. I really enjoyed Puerto Rico when I went. Yeah. I was supposed to go like five years ago and my friends all bailed. Mm. That's why you It's a beautiful place. Friends. They are. Yeah. Like we already have a trip planned and I was like, what happened five years ago? <laughs> what happened? So I want to go at some point. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful but. place. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Girl, I feel that taking a nap stuff though. Like when I was on that cruise with my cousins and we're all the same ages. Mm-hmm. I, when I tell you, we napped every single day. Like, we'd I be just, like, all right, let's, let's, let's go. We knew what we were saying. Let's go to our rooms. 
And we'll meet up in like an hour or two. You know we all about to sleep. We and about it's to necessary. To I don't yeah. like going on trips with people and they're like, oh my gosh, like we need to drink every minute. And no, I'm like, gosh, we need to be club, bus, club, club another bus. club, another club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, bitch. We need a nap. Like, yeah, we're all, we're tired. Like, I need to rejuvenate myself. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it. Um... Before I went, so I've been modeling for this boutique, local Ooh. boutique. It's called Shop at Luxwear. Make sure y'all go. <laughs> You're so um, cute. And then I had another local person reach out to me, ask to model me to model for them. Mm. And I was really nervous because, like, when I meet new people, I'm just like, I don't want y'all staring at me. I don't know how to pose. Like, it was just very awkward, but the pictures turned out nice. So, like, I just, you know looking forward to more opportunities that was my first paid gig oh nice that's exciting it's so funny because you always say that you don't know how to pose and i think that's something that's just in your head because your pictures always turn out really good But i do the same poses i mean what's wrong (laughs) with that a lot of models do the same poses and i can say that from working in the fashion industry you get the same bent up backwards legs and arms every time like you're fine I'm going to send you this um, TikTok that I found where it was like, instead of posing like this, pose like this. And it was like six or seven different ones. And I was yeah. like, let me save this. I've but seen yeah. those. I like them. Yeah. Okay. Um, nothing really too much going on with me. Um, work has been going okay. Um, I got... My annual review and got a raise a little bit more than what I was expecting. Um, So excited about that. Um, What else has been going on? I've been working out and on my healthy kick um, since I now have the time and I'm getting proper sleep. I've been trying to go to the gym two or three times a week. Um, I want to get to at least like three to four times a week. Um, been eating and cooking and all of that. I've been seeing your meals. Yeah. And somebody was like, you know, like, what's your ideal look? And I'm like, I don't really have a look. I mm-hmm. just want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, I want to chop my boobs off. So I'm like, you know, I can <laughs> drop a cup size and lose my stomach and I would be happy. But I don't have like a certain look that I'm going for. I want to get back down to 130, mm-hmm. um, 135 maybe because I am 34. So it's like, girl, 130 is kind of small. But um. It can Jeez, what are you saying? No, One thirty on me. It, I kind of look sick from what I can remember, but mm-hmm, yeah. I want to get back down to like one thirty, one thirty-five. But like more of like the grown woman, one thirty, one thirty-five. I guess. Yeah. Well, if you have muscle, it yeah. Looks great. Are you are you one thirty? Yeah. I'm one hundred and twenty. I mean, I fluctuate between like one twenty and one thirty. It just depends. But but I will say this: everybody's <clears throat> body type. So my best friend Maya and I, if you look at our bodies. We look comparable, and she has 40, I'm sorry, 20 pounds on me, 25 pounds on me. Yeah. But we look comparable because everybody's body types are different. Nobody would guess that I was 120 pounds. People think I'm like 140, 150 because I have a, that build is, the build is different. The build is there. But I was going to say to your point of when people ask you what your goals are, I have never, and this comes from a background of like my dad powerlifting and stuff, I've never looked at somebody and been like, I want that body. Now, obviously, I can say that's a nice built woman, mm-hmm. and I admire that. But I know my genetic makeup can never do that yeah. unless I'm taking HGH or some type of supplement yeah. that'll get me to look like that. And I was telling my coworker 
Um, cause she gets down on herself really bad because she's had two kids and her stomach just never left. It just mm-hmm. never did. Oh, I feel her pain. Yeah. But no, but like, okay, I'm not going to say anything cause that sounds mean, but no. And, um, I was trying to explain her cause my cousin works with me and she's had three kids and she's smaller than me. I'm like, you have to understand something. That's her genetics. Mm-hmm. I won't look like that. Yeah. After my kids, I'm not going to look like that cousin or not. We have different genetic lines still. Like, I will not look like that. I won't be built like that. I could see my cousin on the street and think she was like a 22-year-old college kid and she's 34 with three kids. Yeah. And you, I just was trying to explain to my coworker. I'm like, you need to stop looking at her and going... Oh, I just don't understand why I don't look like that. And it pisses me off and it frustrates me. And I'm like, you're comparing yourself to somebody with a completely different genetic makeup than you. And you need to stop. What should be in your head is when did I look my best? And that's what I want to be again. Cause yeah. I've seen myself at the unhealthy, nasty look. And I was like, ew, never again. Then I've seen myself quote unquote overweight. And I was like, never again. So you have to find your happy medium. But I try to encourage like, my clients and you've probably heard me say it my clients and my friends like don't ever set unrealistic goals for yourself by going i have to look like tiana taylor Mm. i want to look like tiana taylor you are not tiana taylor now if you say i want to look like myself when i was a prime athlete okay Uh, that makes sense yeah but i like that you already have in your mindset like i i want to get to my goals of where i was yeah because then that's setting realistic goals for yourself because you know you can do it yeah i literally i just it i'm getting a breast reduction that's just all there is to it but like i want to go back down to like a 34 d without surgery and then like i said lose my stomach and i don't even want a flat stomach like i just want to lose some of my stomach um and just feel comfortable in my clothes um so yeah other than that i've been okay um kind of in a funk and I can't really like put my finger on like why and my friend's like are you okay did something happen and I'm like no I'm just you know I feel that I don't know um maybe it's because the seasons are about to change or something I, I have no idea but I'm good nonetheless um any other updates no I don't think so no so let's talk about it my good sister Rihanna is expecting baby number two. Mm-hmm. That was so quick. How do we feel about the Super Bowl? Like, or the, I, not the show. The Rihanna concert. <laughs> no one cares about the Super Y'all, Bowl. Y'all, I right. literally was felt so retarded. Me too. Because when they kept showing her pregnant, I'm like, I know this is not pre-recorded. Is this pre-recorded? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this but game the old? Super Bowl is live, but like, is her performance pre-recorded? And I'm like, no, she just got pregnant really quick. Kim. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it in in its entirety. I just watched like clips that I saw online. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the criticism she was getting about how like she looked tired and blah, 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 blah. But I thought she did a good job, especially with being pregnant and mm-hmm. considering that she said, what, you only get like 13 minutes? 13 minutes, minutes yeah. So I thought the Super Bowl halftime show was minutes? like 30. Yeah. It's 13, 13 minutes. 13 minutes. It's only 13 minutes. Why did it feel long as fuck? I always thought it was like 30, but no, it's only 13. The guy even said that the halftime show is... Well, I think the performance part is only 13, but what? the halftime itself could be like 30, mm-hmm. but the show is only 13. The performer is only 13 minutes. Okay, no, I'm like, stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was... I thought the performance was 
Which oh, makes they always no seem longer. Me. Yeah, give them fifteen. Like right. thirteen is just a weird number. You um, know when I was? Oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. You're fine. I was gonna say, you know, when I was watching that, the performance and stuff, I knew there was gonna be criticism because of all the past Super Bowls. I just wondered what they were gonna say, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if she just like because I don't follow her on the internet, so I don't. I haven't seen her body or anything, and I was like. Maybe she just didn't bounce back yet. Everybody calm down. Well, she's been wearing oversized clothes, so, like, no mm. one knew. Yeah. Like, I saw some of her dancers were saying that they didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. I felt I read something that, like, people were, like, hinting around the fact that she was possibly pregnant again, but I didn't see none of that. And there was, like, a couple times where she did post on her story where she was in, like, lingerie, and she didn't look pregnant. Mm. So, I'm assuming she's probably maybe, like, four or five months, somewhere around in there. Um... If you've ever been to a Rihanna concert, Rihanna's not like a She's super a, performer, mm-hmm. like dance moves wise. So I feel like what she gave at the Super Bowl is what she would give at her concert. And right. one of her concerts was like probably top three of concerts I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the show was great. At first, I didn't even realize she was pregnant. Me either. My friend was like, no, she like literally went like did the little belly thing with her hand. Oh. And I'm like, I kept looking. And I'm like, okay. One moment she looked pregnant, one moment she didn't. She was in all that red, the lights yeah. were reflecting. I'm like, wait, is she pregnant? And then we could actually see the stomach. Um, super excited for her. She made history. She's the first woman to ever perform at the halftime show pregnant. Oh, um, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? And she get, it was a great show. Like, yeah. I don't care. What, and I got on Facebook and I'm just like, y'all got a lot of criticism coming from the couch. Like, okay. <laughs> that's a whole show within itself. Like, I'm sick of people criticizing people for what they can't do themselves. Yep. Like I listened to, you know, this podcast and this one of the hosts, she's so hard on herself when it comes to feedback. And I'm like, girl, you're taking in people's opinions who are sitting on their couch doing absolutely nothing. Yep. I don't like that they keep trying to compare her to Beyonce when they are two, two totally, totally different, different performers. performers. I didn't even see that. Well, and, I know Stephen A. And said truth something. be told, mm. when Beyonce performed at the Grammys when she was pregnant with the twins, she sat in that chair and was out of breath. Like <laughs> I'm so weak. And I love Beyonce. Y'all know I'm a I'm a stand, but I'm like, what do you expect a per a pregnant person to do? Like I thought Rihanna was killing them over there. And again, right. like you said, she is not like that. And she sounds amazing. That. Like she was moving more than I would as a she pregnant person. Sound I, for damn amazing. Sure she looked sky. amazing. And I'm like, y'all get on a platform and go hundred <laughs> feet in the air. Right. Especially not and then no tell child. me how you gonna perform. Right. I'm so sick of people. Um, I do feel like, you know, they probably had that baby right after that six weeks. They sure did. <laughs> did you see what the man said about her Vogue cover? Yeah. Uh-uh. You saw that? No. Yeah. He was basically, okay, so it was a couple guys. I don't know who they are, but um, I feel like Ray J moved my hat everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ray J made a comment. I was like, nah. <laughs> um, and they were like, you know, how do you guys feel about Rihanna's Vogue cover? One of the guys was like, he didn't like it. Because as a man, why is ASAP in the background? And as a man, you're supposed to be a leader. He should have asked Vogue to put him in the front. And they're like, wait a minute. Like, why? This was it's her cover. cover. <laughs> and she just included him in her child. And he's like, no, no. As a man, he should have been like, I want to be in the front. No. And they're like, why would he go on Rihanna's thing and be like, put me in the front because I'm the man? And ASAP is clearly not that way. Like, he's clearly like, no, I'm the gentleman and I'm going to do whatever. Like, he's not... Yeah, Being I mean it's future. not his cover. Like, it, it, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Lord, get me out of here. Did you see them uh, complaining about her calling her son fine? Fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did see that. 
I'm like, that tell me, tell me, me how. Okay, I was gonna say, I want to know. I how mean, you I feel. wouldn't say that to my kids. <laughs> my boy's fine as hell. I would say you guys are so handsome, but I don't say that. But it didn't offend me. Yeah, I was like, it's that. fine. It's not a big fucking. It wasn't deal. like it didn't make me side eye anything. I'm just like, it's yeah. it's a word, and by definition, like it means attractive. It means attractive. And I, I have a cousin that does that. A cousin that's like 50, and she calls like her 20 something year old son fine. And I'm like, okay, that's your baby. That came out right. of you. You could cut, call him ugly, fine, nasty, whatever you want, gross. Yeah, that's your child. Um, did y'all see how people were talking about Sierra? No. So she had like a clip of her, like, I guess a new song she's about to release. And it was a basically like a song for like independent, independent women. I, I did see that. And I'm like, girl, this ain't your, that, that's thank you. Not your life. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Why am I so disconnected like, from everything? <laughs> people were commenting like Sierra, like you get to go home to your rich man. Like, girl, what? We want a man <laughs> like yours. Like, we don't want to be independent. <laughs> I want, see, that That clearly means she didn't write the song. Sick of this shit. Yeah. She was feeling She's it, She's just though. singing. I did see that clip, and I definitely was like, no, I want what you got. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> we tired. <laughs> okay? Man. We are tired. But thank you anyways, but no thank you. Right. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that I saw. <laughs> of course, people were talking about, you know, Beyonce tickets going on sale and the whole process for that. We're still waiting to get my email. I don't even know that. What's the process? Someone was just basically saying that they feel like she has a lot of fans. And why don't you at least have some tickets that are affordable for your fans? Like, So I still... Okay, because I haven't gotten the email for the group I selected, which was D, which had majority of the cities that I wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much the tickets cost. I've never paid more than $300 for a Beyonce ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, If I don't get... To go see Renaissance, I'm okay with that. I've seen Beyonce enough. Um, but, Kim, to answer your question, so she announced the tour on February 1st. But you go, you had to go in, and it was Group A, certain cities, B, C, D, all different cities. Um, you go in and you register to then later get an email to say if you were selected or not to actually go in and buy a ticket. I guess the reasoning behind that was because she was trying to stop um, resellers from going in and purchasing all of the pre-sale tickets and then raising them some kind of crazy That's price. That's smart because I'm tired So, of yeah, it's like a whole process. Like I said, I'm still waiting on my email for my group to even know if I got selected to go in and buy a ticket. Um, she's starting off the tour overseas, um, like Europe and all of that, and then it's coming to the States, like, I think in July or something like that. But people have been saying that, like, the tickets are crazy high priced. I don't know because I haven't got the email. But I'm like, I... I personally am not paying more than $300 for a Beyonce ticket. Um, I just wanted to go to this tour because I like the album. Like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the album sonically, and it just seems like a really good party kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, um, people were telling her, like, you told us to quit our jobs, and now you charge an $800 for <laughs> $800. That's what people would say. I, but, again, I don't know if it's $800. My friend got one to Houston, but I didn't ask how much it how was. Much it was. Yeah. And I don't think she put it on her story how much it was. She just posted, like, catch you hoes in Houston in or something like that. But I didn't ask. And I just saw her literally yesterday. I should have asked her how much. Yeah, but I, I was thinking made fun of her for doing that, so. cost affordable. Like, I would just go to a show that's in driving distance. So probably, like, Detroit or mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. But I would really love to see her in New Orleans or Houston because that's her yeah. hometown. See, and now... Oh, that's why she picked Houston because she's a crazy Beyonce fan, and that's why she picked yeah. Houston to go there because she just moved to Maryland like a month ago. 
Yeah. And so she's probably like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to Houston. I would love, like, we should have known it was coming, but I would have loved to see her overseas, too. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. But- There's a girl that came into the salon. It's not about Beyonce, but going to see someone overseas. Apparently, Harry Styles, isn't he from uh, Europe? I don't know. I don't know. I could I be making that up. That's probably somebody else. But she's actually going to Europe for his concert. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, you better make a trip out of it then. Shoot. Yeah, stay a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, if I'm going to Europe, I'm staying at two weeks minimum. Yeah. Because that flight alone is either two I eight know. hours or a 20 My hour. My cousins are planning a trip um, in July. And I think they're going for like two weeks. The first half Paris, the second half south of France. And I was going to try to go, but it's just like... At this point, I looked up tickets for me and the boys, and it was like it's a lot. over $5,000. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And uh, most like, of it is the plane. Girl. That the, was just the plane. That wasn't yeah, our stay. That was, stay. Oh, I was that about to say, the most expensive the thing for traveling overseas is the ticket, the I plane was like, ticket. And those were the lowest tickets. I checked Yeah, because the plane tickets are like 1000 up, right? I said, fuck it. There's more than that. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that stood out to me um, on Nothing social media? Those stupid ass red boots, people. Do looking not. like Super Mario. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's why I put that on my story. It was like, not everything has to be attractive just because it's trending and in the media. Take that shit off. Who was the shorty that was dancing with them all in her scrawny ass? Um, uh, what's the name? Lee Ray, Lorray, Ray, Ray, oh, Ray. Uh, what are you doing, bro? She's really pretty. Them boots are bigger than you. Take them off. <laughs> Take them off. I would trip in them. I trip wearing Uggs, let alone some damn... My it's coworker like was people, like, I love them. They've been having a hard time getting them off. Oh, I Nuh-uh. would imagine. I would absolutely imagine that that would be the case. That's I'm fucking not surprised. Funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Drake is supposed to be going on tour. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to the album... Um, <laughs> That just came out. Who was it with? 21. 21 Savage. I didn't like the Megan comment. And it, it just turned me off from listening What's to that, that album. What's that one again? Um, Her loss. Huh? Her loss. Or the comment. The comment. I oh, thought you was said like, hair loss. I was like, they said she bald or something? No. He, basically about the whole shooting thing with Tory Lanez or whatever. Yeah. It just didn't sit well in my spirit, so I haven't listened to the album. I mean, Whatever. The only yeah, the only thing I care, <laughs> I know the most about is like like do you think twenty one everybody's making fun of it yeah I mean I bump it in the car but I kind of got to the point now where like like situation like Kanye I'm not if I don't like what you're doing I'm just not gonna listen to your music I don't need to give you no more money <laughs> but I'll get over the Drake thing at some point it just I didn't like it when I he mean, when he drops a song about Michael B Jordan then you'll be back on why would Drake drop a song we'll about see Michael B. <laughs> we don't know. Are you trying to say my man is gay? No. What? <laughs> Why would he drop a song? I don't know. He might make a little a little reference like, not Michael Jordan, the basketball player, but Michael B. Jordan. No. I'm I trying still... to get with Lori like he was. Something oh like God. that. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody I'm, tried Lori I'm like. I'm really shocked that Drake and Lori never, because you know he dates everybody. Everybody. He do. Why are we on the subject? Lori and Damson, we talked about this last episode. Mm-hmm. They just, it doesn't, it doesn't give. I thought he I was saw 12. people saying that. It doesn't give a fit for me. How but old is again, she? Damson and, and Franklin like Saint are two tif- totally different people. No, she's not. in her young 20s. Yeah, she's like 25, I think. I thought he was like. I said 23. 21 years old, is he not? No, he's like 29. Is he Damson Andrews? He's like right under me. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, if Lori was he dating Franklin, be- 
I would probably be, I would be okay with it, but Damson and Franklin, mm, <laughs> both of them suck. Side note: um, While we talking about Michael, I'm going to go see Creed three. Okay, Ooh. when does it come out? I do want to see that March third, I think. I and they got my man Michael. I also love Jonathan Majors. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. They need to bring Lovecraft Country back. Um, y'all just gonna have to check on me. I, y'all just gonna have to check on me in that theater because I'm not okay. I'm not gonna be okay. I'm not gonna lie. I do want to see uh, the third one because I really like Creed. Oh, yeah. he's thirty one. Mm. I knew he was right under me. How old is Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan, I think it's thirty six. You had to think about it. Something like I'm, I, I mean, I love him, but I don't know him. All Anyways, like that. since Lori got a hold of my man, I'm not even on him no more. I don't move on to somebody else. Who's your new man? <laughs> okay, so do y'all know Joey Badass? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's so fine. <laughs> He's so chocolate. Was it him or was it another rapper that just came out with a song about his girlfriend? I don't think it was Joey. I think it was no. somebody else. I don't know who that was. Um, sad news for me because I am a super Law and Order SVU fan. Um, oh, the actor that. who played Munch passed away. Um, rest in peace to him. That's so sad. This this whole show, I just feel lost as fuck. I'm like, you oh, that happened. That's no. <laughs> you ain't never watched Law and Order SVU? No. I mean, it's fine. A lot of this stuff I just saw today. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just seen it today. Y'all are name dropping. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck yes, said that? I saw that. That's so sad. Yeah, Richard oh, Belzer. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to him. Um, okay, well, I mean, I guess we could jump right in. So I'll be honest, y'all. I text the ladies, you know, earlier in the week, and I was just like, I'm really struggling with trying to find a topic. I've literally just been in just this funk. Um, but We've talked about this um, before, but just as it pertains to relationships, but I just want to make it across the board. So I kind of want to touch on red flags. Okay. Um, so I would like to start off by asking you ladies, what are your red flags? Personally or in a person? No, your actual red flags. What are Kim's red flags? And not even pertaining about to- ourself? Yeah, about yourself. Oh, shit. Not even <laughs> pertaining to relationship, just in general. Like what would you say um, is a red flag? Some of these might be in my head from people telling me like that I'm quote unquote wrong for them. Wrong, not for the person, but for what I'm about to consider a red flag. I know one of my red flags, whether it's a relationship or not, I tend to self-sabotage a lot so I don't have to deal with disappointment later. I'd Mm -hmm. rather just cut things no matter what it is and be like, well, I'll just stop it now so I don't have to worry about it later. Because I'm not going to lie, I am one of them people that see the negative first. Um... I overthink a lot. I I don't know how to word this without saying. I guess the only thing I can do is describe what I'm talking about. So I will literally fabricate, like, like think someone's mad at me. Again, this could be my job or relationship or family. I could think someone's mad at me or someone has an ulterior motive, and they don't. And I will. that's the part of self-sabotaging. I would go say something that, and blow up a spot for no reason. But, you know, what therapy taught me is I now will reach out to, like, friends and family before I address a situation be like, am I tripping? Because I know that I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you the growth in me over the last year, I'm just so proud of me because I've saved a lot of things by not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some situations I do. Um, I don't want to call my anxiety and depression a red flag, but it does take over a lot and it becomes... Like, I get overstimulated a lot, and I become an asshole in, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Like, the thing about me is I can I get an attitude fucking fast. I get offended. That's a red flag. Offended. Taking things personal a lot. I get offended and take things personal fast. But again, the growth in me is I do like a three-part process of like, what the fuck was just said? You're clearly offended. Are you the issue or are they the issue? Mm-hmm. And then I guess the fourth step, like, how do you process moving forward? Mm-hmm. And that might be where I'm like, let me go talk to my cousin Caitlin because I might be fucking tripping or maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that those are them, but, you know, I knew my red flags going to therapy, so I've got a lot of tools to avoid <laughs> them. So I think that's what I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I think mine are like, I can be very flaky. Um, and not intentionally, but like, I just have moments where, like, I just don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to leave my house. And I might make plans, but then the day comes and I don't want to do those plans anymore. Mm -hmm. So it makes me look very wishy-washy. Definitely my, like, abandonment issues because it can cause me to, like, self-sabotage and or overthink and think that there's a problem or an issue or someone's like not talking to me because I did something wrong when they literally are just fucking tired and don't want to talk and little shit like that. So I'll take it to heart. Um, me too. What else? Relax. I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Another major one I would say is. Mm, well, I feel like my overthinking goes hand in hand with my abandonment issues. Um, also, probably my smart mouth. Definitely my smart mouth <laughs> and my attitude. Even though my attitude is like so much better. Like I'm an amazing person. So <laughs> it's just like, you know, I just don't know how to shut up sometimes. And I'm very like vocal about how I feel when things bother me. And I feel like it can come off as problematic. But really, I'm just like, I don't know what word to call it outspoken i don't fucking know um and i think that might bother some people because sometimes i'll say stuff because that's how i feel when really it's just like you gotta sometimes you can't say certain stuff Mm -hmm. and i might not think at the time that it might be offensive to somebody but really i'm just like well i'm just being honest because i feel like telling the truth is more important than lying Mm. but it could just come off wrong i don't know those are a few I, i i thought of i know i have probably have some more this must be why we're both wearing identical outfits today because <laughs> same to the entire thing. <laughs> um, Dario, I have a question. Yes. You said that you feel like telling the truth is better than um, lying. Um, so as it relates to red flags, do you feel like um, sometimes you're too honest? Yeah. Like, do you think that could be a red flag for somebody? Um, I don't know if it can be a red flag for somebody, but I do do think that I can be too honest sometimes. And because I know, like, when I am openly honest, it really, like, I've hurt people's feelings mm-hmm. a lot. And then after I take a step back and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, like, sometimes I feel like I can watch the way I say things. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, in the moment, it just blurts out and it just comes off so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, But to somebody else, that could be. A red flag. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Got it. So for me, um, 
I know one huge red flag is my detachment issues. Um, I can detach very quickly. <laughs> um, my brain just kind of lives at this address of like compartmentalizing people or things or situations. So it's like, okay, this happened. I'm going to put it in this box and I'm going to move on with my life. Um, whatever that thing may be. I also think a major red flag, which is why I asked Dario this question, is that I don't know how to um, – well, I shouldn't say I don't know how. I struggle with not being my authentic self when it comes to conversation with others or conflict in relationships and friendships with people. I don't know how to not be me. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to like dance around. It's hard for me to enable. Um, it's hard for me to not say things. So a lot of times I have to um, preface my conversation with, I don't mean anything when I say this. I don't mean it negatively. And I'm just not realizing this about myself because I've, I've been talking to my boss about just things that's going on in life and stuff. And she's like, she keeps saying to me, she's like, you said it like that. you're like yeah she she's like like that tone like you said it like that and i'm just like yeah like you know i mean Mm -hmm. and for me it's my brain you know what i mean like i'm literally a point a point b i needed to make sense or i need to understand something um and so i'm realizing that like my tone with people and i've said this on the show before but i'm just really starting to realize it now that i'm very abrasive Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know me, it probably comes off like I'm judgmental. Um, it comes off like I'm probably a snob. Um, it probably comes off as, you know, I don't have any empathy or sympathy for people. So I'm realizing that like those are my red flags. And like if I'm tracing it back to like my friendships and relationships and things like that. And I kind of look back and I'm like, oh, damn. Like, you know, I've said it on before. Like, I mean, I wouldn't feel safe with me either if I said it like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> things like that. And so, um, yeah, I realized that like my approach comes off a little judgy and I don't, and I'm not judging. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it's really like a place of me needing to like, when somebody brings something to me, um, I just need to understand. I think that's what it is. And so like I ask questions um now more than just like blurting out my opinion especially when it comes to my friends so like it's like okay so you know well how does that make you feel like do you feel like you're happy or you know what I mean because in my mind I'm like well how could like I just need it to make sense well logical people do come off like they don't have any empathy yeah Mm -hmm. and when I first started like Meeting you and getting to know you, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, she's just so mean and dry. Like, what the fuck? But now that I've known you for these years, like, I feel the total opposite. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just something with logical people, like, I don't know. Y'all just come off as just, like, I think for, like you said, it has to make sense for y'all to get to a certain point. And when really some people just need a, just like a... I don't know, some emotion. Yeah. We don't really need the fucking logic behind it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because I definitely have some logic people in my life that I don't even like talking to them about certain stuff because I just feel like, well, you guys don't get it. When really it's just some type of like barrier there that like we're not understanding each other. Yeah. Or the way we process it is different. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would have never thought, I've never viewed you as, 
like a blunt, straightforward person. But then again, maybe it's because I'm sure all three of us have been told that we're bitches, stuck up, assholes, rude, mean. So I appreciate the way that all three of us communicate because I know y'all won't sugarcoat anything. Like, I'm noticing for me, everybody in my life has to be straightforward with me. Because mm-hmm. like I said earlier, if I'm dealing with like inconsistency or instability or like we just said the red flags on myself of like if I don't, if I'm dealing with a person that always has an ulterior motive, I can't. So yeah. I appreciate blunt and straightforward people because I don't have to wonder, I don't have to wonder in self-sabotage and go, damn, are they mad at me because I said, are they mm-hmm. upset because I did? They would just be like, yo, you pissed me off. But and I'd I be like, my feel bad. like that's like the place that you're in and say with myself because beforehand, like when you're operating out of like hurt and trauma, you right. question everything that somebody's yeah. doing. And so you think that they mean wrong when they really don't. Right. So it's just like now that I'm more mature, I can understand it. Like yeah. I know not to question somebody that's a logical person versus right. an emotional person like I am. Yeah. So I think it's just probably like the way you operate in the yeah. space you're in. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some people too. I, I agree with that. And I think there are some people that, genuinely have ulterior motives like my ex was like that like Mm -hmm. i would think like but to her point obviously i was dealing with a lot of trauma and stuff within that while also having somebody that was gaslighting it by having ulterior motives and be like no i didn't mean anything by that and then you find out a week later in an argument you did mean something by it yeah so it was hard to balance that like am i tripping or am i just traumatized or are you just that person yeah so i appreciate the realness from both of y'all because i don't have to that's why I value y'all in my life and people like y'all that I've placed in my life intentionally because I don't have to wonder, are they pissed off at me? Like if if I walk in here and y'all are feeling some type of way, mm-hmm. I don't immediately go to, I must have said something that pissed them off. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that with a lot of people in my life and I had to separate myself. I had to. So, I think one thing that has helped me um, as it relates to like overthinking or like okay, why did you say this or what did you mean behind it is the who, what, where, when, and why. Mm. Who's asking me? Why are they asking me? What did they ask me? I have to like go through that whole process, especially with like my friends. Um, You guys know, and I won't share on air, you know, Mm -hmm. a thing that I have going on right now with a friend, but like, okay, who's saying it? Is this my friend? Okay, I know for a fact because time you know whatever relationship has proven that this person has my best interest Mm -hmm. even if you know whatever they say may come off fucked up or whatever the case may be okay they have my best interest you know what I mean and so I go through those steps of like okay think this through before you just react Mm -hmm. or before you take it to heart or before you like have some crazy reaction that's why I'm slow to anger with most things because I'm like Okay, you know what I mean? Like, I might be uncomfortable in what you said, but, like, is there some truth behind it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, deal with it. You know what I mean? You'll be okay. I think that has helped me. Um, Another red flag that I think that I have is that um, I I sit, like I said, I'm slow to anger, but I sit on things. So, like, (laughs) when I get there, (laughs) it gets pretty bad. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's no, like, walking back from it. And I need Mm -hmm. to learn how to, like, speak up more. As blunt as I am, I sit on things. And that's not healthy because then it's, like, it's just the built-up frustration. And then it's, like, oh, shit. It's a ticking time bomb. And so I think that's another one of my red flags. Um what do you guys think are red flags and other like 
coming into new spaces or like being around friends or new relationships or even work situations? Like, what do you guys consider red flags? Um, with other people, mm-hmm. one for me would be like, I don't know if I'm wrong for feeling this way, but I I think it's a red flag when people are friends with everybody. I agree. That <laughs> bothers the fuck out of me. Like I you agree. got a hundred friends, ten best friends, and I'm just like. <clears throat> It doesn't sit. It's it's giving that you're fake. It's giving you want to be liked. It's giving mm-hmm. that you will play both sides. It's giving that you will gossip about me. Like I just don't like that because like all these people, your friend. Like right. I don't know. People need to learn how to like put people in categories. Like yeah. friends, associates, best friends, fam. Like and people just be putting everybody in one box. And I'm yeah. like, Standards and boundaries. Yes, that or like when you act different around certain people. Mm-hmm. I don't like that either. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind when you asked me that was something similar to that, but like when the attention always has to be on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you first meet somebody and we could be talking, all three of us could be talking about cheese and then they immediately go, you know, that's weird that you talk about cheese because I love the color blue. And then they just go on a tangent and you're <laughs> like, why did, couldn't you just, you know, mesh with the conversation yeah. and read the room that was going on? Um that's the number one thing for me that will deter me from a person fast if I first meet them. And I see that the attention's all about them. If I see that they don't treat people around them comfortably and appropriately, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I, I can see it in my head when I'm trying to put it into words. Like, if I first meet somebody and they're rude to their close friends, mm. they're demeaning to their close friends, um, or family or whatever. Like, you walk into a scenario that's their best friend. They're like, why the fuck do you have those shoes on, girl? Them are fucking ugly. Like, you're fucking <laughs> stupid. I'm like, damn. that That's your best friend? Yeah, we grew up together. You talk to her like that all the time? You didn't just want to say, you know, I got some shoes that look oh, you look better. But, you know, that's your style. I appreciate it. Like, mm-hmm. that to me will, in like the first five seconds, if I feel like you're an attention seeker or you're demeaning out of an insecurity, mm-hmm. I will not talk to you. I can be appropriate, like you said, like, associate if i walk into her i'm not gonna be like ill but i am gonna be like nice to see you and move on Mm -hmm. because that'll teach me in two seconds all i need to know about you i think they say it takes seven there's there's a term 7-eleven and i forget i might be flopping them backwards but it's like the first either seven words somebody says tells you all you need to know and it's within like the first 11 seconds of meeting them or vice versa Mm -hmm. either 11 words and seven seconds but i i live to that like this i can tell in two minutes if i like you or not Mm -hmm. and if i'm going to keep you close or not Mm -hmm. it's not fat it's not hard yeah so i think those are my first and only two like obviously i'm speaking on relationally i can go down a fucking tangent but i think another one that came to mind for me is like i don't like when people that are supposed to be my friend or that know me that they assume like something without asking me Mm -hmm. because just like you know me and if we're like that then why don't you just come and ask me instead of Mm -hmm. assuming and then Mm -hmm. create this big old fucking issue like that bothers the fuck out of me i agree and i feel like i've had or people that like lie about shit Knowing you could have just came and talked to me about it, but then you fucking lie now. How am I supposed to trust you moving forward? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah. Um, to your point about people who just run in a lot of circles and everybody's your friend, and like, I'm not saying that like it has to be somebody out there that doesn't like you, but 
for me, words mean things. So I don't call everybody friend. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, for me, it's, it gives like, who, who are you really? Right. You know what I mean? Because you tend to conform that that's just naturally what we do as human beings. We conform in whatever spaces that we're in, um, or we're the crowd changer. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I always often wonder like, who, who are you really? You know what right. I mean? Like, and, and like you said, like the, when I'm not around, especially when it's situations where like you're, you're cool with people that I don't necessarily rock with. You right. know what I mean? Like. What are you saying? You know what I mean? Or like, what are you allowing to be said about me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole like, oh, I have like so. And not saying that people don't have the capacity to like love a lot of people and be friendly to a lot of people. It's just it's weird to me because I just feel like at this age, um, <clears throat> you have friends and you have associates and you have people that you network with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not everybody is your friend or worthy of that title, in my opinion. So, yes, I do th- think that that is a red flag. Um, another red flag for me, uh, with other people, um, I would say people who do not have self-awareness and just awareness in general. Um, again, me being a kind of person where it's like, you don't connect the dots. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, you'll meet somebody and like they're sharing their story or they're talking and, you know, I, I never want to be one of those people like, oh. Couldn't be me, you know what I mean? But it's just like you listen to certain things and it'd be like you you don't see how all of that kind of works together to, mm-hmm. as to how we got here or like, you know, if if you one plus one equals two, you know what I mean? So like and, and some people just they don't they yeah. don't see it. And so for me, that's a red flag because it's just like I feel like you people can end up in a lot of bad situations when they don't have awareness yeah. about themselves yeah. and others or also people that don't think they do anything wrong or don't have accountability to mm. go absolutely. Back category yeah too. yeah that's absolutely i cannot <laughs> stand an unaccountable motherfucker that don't do shit to change it <laughs> oh that's that's a skin yeah. crawler or you know another one for me is like people that every time something goes bad in their life they kind of like I should watch how I word this because I kind of do this. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> they, like, distance themselves and they start acting weird. Mm. And I know I could do that sometimes, like, when I'm going through stuff. But that's because I just got to sit with myself and soak and have my moment. But then there are some people that literally, like, going through something personal. But then they treat you like you did something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like, separate themselves from you. And then you're like, what the fuck is going on? And But then mm. when they're happy again, they're like, hey. I was going to say, how are you? Like, no. Speaking to knowing you, I don't believe you do that. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say what you do. Because I know why you're going, I do that. No, you don't. Because I do the same thing. When you're going through something, you will reserve and step back. But if anybody reaches out, you're not going to, you won't lie and be like, it's fine. Or you won't treat them some type of way. And you're transparent. That's Mm -hmm. the difference. The transparency of going, Hey, I've, you know, I've been feeling bad for a couple of weeks. I'm really just not up to anything. Sorry, I'll talk to you soon. That's the difference versus like I'm like, "Hey, how are you?" and there isn't this type of conversation like you just said where it's like if I if you look at me and you're like, "What?" You would never do that. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, "I'm really in a bad mood. What's up?" or something like that. The transparency key there is what's different. So, you don't necessarily do that. Obviously, you'll, you know, reserve and and that type of thing. And I do the same thing, mm-hmm. but there's a difference of like, 
you don't fucking act like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely are good with saying, like, I'm just going through a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, like, you'll walk in and and be transparent as fuck off rip. And that's why I said I appreciate it, because I don't have to walk into something, and you have an attitude, and me go, oh, I probably said something three weeks ago. No, mm. you'll walk in and be like, I've had a fucking hard day. I'm ready to do this. Let's get it done. And I appreciate it, because you're not like, can you just plug it in, Brandy? Like, yeah. I'm just trying to go. Like, you don't do that. You're yeah. like, I'm in a really shitty mood, so excuse me. Yeah. And that's yeah. appreciated. So you don't fucking act like that. So don't, <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah. And to the accountability piece, I think another red flag for me is people who project. Oh. Um, hmm. Again, it's a human thing. We're all going to do it at some point or another. But I think when you have somebody who constantly it. does it, like, that's definitely a red flag. Like, I can't go and, like, project on you because I'm having a fucked up two weeks and I'm in a funk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people who do that um, need to work on it. I just told y'all off air that I deal with someone like that every single week. Yeah. Every week. And it's like I have said something every week. And it yeah. hasn't changed in years. And I'm like, I cannot function in an and area like that. And then it ruins your mood. Dude. Yeah. It makes you mad. If they're mad, it makes you mad. If you're if they're depressed, it makes you yes. depressed. It's just like... My whole day is fucked. Just, yeah. At 8 a.m. Oh, damn. <laughs> it really is. Like, y'all hit the two points that really piss me the fuck off. And it's accountability and projection. Fuck it all. That... Yeah. Ooh. And when they have the same thing... When you project without accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, that just triggered me <laughs> really badly. Yeah. And I think um, I, it goes back to like the connecting of the dots. Like, mm. you don't see that you're projecting your bullshit <laughs> on me. Like, you don't. What's that TikTok no. noise? You don't see why you act. Well, why do you act like that? <laughs> like, what? You don't see why nobody wouldn't be around you? <laughs> no. Like, damn. <laughs> I'm weak. You should start to show off with that little clip. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you act like that? Like what? Bitch, you know like what? Because I know I'm not. That's another thing that irks me. I know I'm not the only one that told you your red flags. Yeah. Yeah. So don't walk around here and act like you don't have any or that everybody else is the issue. If your first thought process is something's wrong with them, not damn, I just got offended. Is it me? Is it them? It's your first thought is I didn't do anything fucking wrong. They're a problem. You know what pisses me off is when you ask someone, like, why did you do that? And they act retarded. Like, like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> did you not hear what the fuck just came out of my mouth? Like, am I speaking Chinese? Like, I you really, heard what I said. I really wish we could just record Darielle every <laughs> show because I'd be laughing on the sideline and people, she'll be talking about something serious and I'm like, Pfft. and they think I'm an asshole, but Darielle's over there like, <laughs> Making a face. Yeah, and she's like, and then she does her little voices. What are you talking about? People are so weird. I really hate that. I really Man. hate that. I just be wanting to slap them in the face. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I digress. So my next question. Um, spaces where you feel safe. Mandy's house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And uh, spaces could mean people, places, things. Like, where do you feel safe? Um, I don't know. I say I don't know because it's not like I don't think I have any, but I think like my trust issues kind of like fuck me up in a sense where it's like 
I may feel like something is a safe space, but it might not be 100%. Like, mm. I might have that little percentage, like, mm. oh, something might happen. But, of course, like, you know, I have my I have my friends. Um, I have my sisters, of course. They're, like, a safe space to me. But, like, outside of that, I don't really have many or a lot. Because you guys know I do not trust a lot of people. I do not mm-hmm. open up to a lot of people. And... I don't know, but I've been getting more comfortable with making my home my safe space. Mm-hmm. But that can be off and on too. Yeah, because you know sometimes my space is invaded. Rude. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Get um, out! <laughs> Get the fuck out! <laughs> I'm trying to name people and physical safe people. To me, are people that kind of everything we just talked about, like the opposite. People that can have accountability, like both parties can hold their accountability, talk about it, move forward. You feel safe there because you know nothing, there's nothing left in the unknown of, mm-hmm. well, I'm still mad. No, we talked about it. Um, people that are mentally and emotionally aware and healthy, mm-hmm. um, which could literally mean I'm still working on my journey and, and all this type of shit, but I know that I'm aware and I'm healthy and getting there. Mm-hmm. Um places is anywhere where i feel invited not by obligation Mm -hmm. like and that could literally mean a new coffee shop that opened and i walk into it and the entire staff is like hey how are you what can we get you and it's not fake Mm -hmm. um so places like that where you feel like people are just excited to share the experience with you Mm -hmm. um and it be any any place where i feel genuine energy authenticity um that's my favorite thing is just allowing things to genuinely happen genuinely flow whether it's a building or a group of people or a person mm-hmm. love it dc absolutely um spaces where i feel safe um two people that i feel 100 percent safe with and have always felt this way um would be my little sister mm. shout out to maya love you girl Hug peanut for me. Um, she had the baby. She's pregnant, but she. Didn't oh have no, she didn't yet. have her. No, okay. she's not due till May second. Okay. Um, okay. and when she gets here, her name's gonna change to Peanut Butter Cup. That's gonna be my nickname. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Call it what you want. <laughs> um, it's funny because just now that she's an adult, she's a woman, and like just the things that we talk about now versus when she was like a teenager, mm-hmm. and we'll sit on the phone. So two, three o'clock in the morning, cracking up like the other night, I was sending her like super old Instagram pictures of me when I was like her age. And she was like, I wish I could have hung out with you at that time. And <laughs> we're just laughing. And like, I can be honest with her. Like, I'll call her first some now, you know, before I call anybody about my shit or just like yeah. whatever the case may be. And she'd just be like, I don't know, girl. And <laughs> so she's a super safe space for me. Um my friend Simeon, she's also a really safe space for me. She's just one of those friends who just get me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we get each other. And so, again, even in the midst of the mess, it's just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I support you. Do what you want to do. Whatever. Um, she's a super safe space for me. My home, uh, I have worked really hard to make this a space where... Um, I feel comfort and I feel safety um, and just peace. And I can tell, like, 
I said, I've been in a funk. So like I haven't like, I got two baskets of laundry that I need to put up. I've been waking up and not making my bed. That's clear indication. Oh, that, yeah. like, something is going on when I don't make my bed in the morning. <laughs> um, but I've worked really hard to make my house a safe space for me. Um, music is a safe space for me oh, when yes, I'm inside of my head and I just, you know, I can't get out of it. I love to listen to music. Um, in my car just you know jamming and just you know just really feeling it so music is a safe space for me and podcasts are a super space super safe space excuse me for me now um especially over the last two weeks I feel like I've been listening to podcasts that have really like been just touching on different things that I've been thinking and different things that I've been feeling and it's just confirmation for me that like all right girl it's not just you going through this right now (laughs) like this everybody um what else I want to talk about confirmation when we're done. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, And and take control is a safe space for me. Like, thankfully, I can remember, like, early on when me and Dario used to, like, really be concerned about the things that we said and didn't say on air. Um, And I don't have that concern anymore. Like, I don't really... Like, there's some things I just don't share because it's just not y'all's business. But, like... I can get on here and I can say what's on my mind or what I'm feeling. And I'm like, okay, somebody's going to relate, which was the point of the show. And you guys are going to talk. We're going to talk through whatever we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really allows for me to like get it out, especially, you know, we go month to month. So a lot can happen in 30 days. So the podcast is a safe space for me as well. Um, And I would say my mom, my mom is a safe space for me as well. Um, we we've grown. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> certain things we've grown because I'm not going to say that my mom hasn't always been a safe space, but like again, it's one of those things. Like as you start to grow and you come into your own womanhood and you understand certain things about your parents as mm-hmm. just humans and not your parents, mm-hmm. I don't have like a lens of my mom anymore. Of like, well, you're my mom and you should, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a woman to woman thing. So she's a safe space for me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. That yeah. makes sense and all. And I do I do go to my mom a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just something like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. She's different. Yeah. She's different, way different than me. She's a more logical person. Mm. But I think now, like, the older I get and the more that she's going through, like, now that she's, like, doesn't have kids to really worry about as much, she's starting to kind of understand and, like, be more vulnerable and more emotional and i think with that our connection is starting to grow more yeah that's good yeah yeah i was gonna say my mom which you guys know about this because i told y'all about everything that happened but uh my mom when i was going through a lot of like physical trauma and everything like she was the safest space i had like i would literally spend every night with her because i couldn't sleep in my own house out of everything um so I hear that when you're like, mm. yeah. but in the older you get, it becomes that. And mm-hmm. I know like when I have children and stuff, she's obviously going to be the go-to whether I, however I view her parenting or not, she has been a parent. So outside of my friends, it's going to be like, be real, bro. You didn't know what you was doing. Me. Yeah. Like, just say that. Um, but y'all mentioned y'all's homes and I should have said that for me because I have people that actually get mad at me for the amount of people that. I don't invite over or don't know where I live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just have always, whether I was in an apartment that you could move away from in a year or not, I am not the one to have people in my house. Yeah. I'm not. Either. Like, I'm... Y'all know from, like, getting invitations to my 
cookouts, parties, whatever, it's always, there's always an asterisk on the flyer that says personal invite. Yeah. No plus ones. Do not bring anybody it's else. It's always the same people. If you bring <laughs> anybody else, you have to get the fuck out. I remember yeah. telling somebody, my housewarming, I told somebody to get out. I was like, um, I don't know them. I don't care if they have bottles in their hands or not. Go to your fucking house and drink it. Yeah. I do not know you. Do not come to my house and don't bring people to my house. I have the same people come in on purpose because I am intentional about who is in my life and how they treat me and what they mean to me. Yeah. Do not fucking do that. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. So I agree with my home being my safe space. Yeah. There is a limited amount of people that know my address, know where I live and for how long. I'm the same way. Like literally my house is made for like, yeah maybe two or three people like i don't you know what i mean like sometimes <laughs> i'll host things and like the people you know people come in the kids will come and all that mm-hmm. um but like my house is made for me like yeah. i don't really keep a lot of like plastic stuff i got four forks for yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like it's <laughs> bare minimum here yeah. um and that, and i'm intentional about that like, i remember one time a homegirl of mine um she had like a dude come to my house and i was so upset like don't give out your fucking address like i don't know this nigga like you know what i mean like don't do that um because you just you know you just don't know you know what i mean and so yeah i've worked really hard to make sure that my house is my safe space and this is one place where like i refuse to be uncomfortable yeah i had my friend watch my dog when i went on the cruise and she had just recently started talking to somebody and on the camera which she had a valid reason because they were like trying to protect my animal and i was like okay fine but A, I didn't like that she even knew, but it's so funny she knows me this well. I didn't like that he was even at my house. Like, I don't know if he had dropped her off. He didn't come in. He only ran it. He ran in once to go get the dog because apparently she freaked out and was like, oh my God, it's attacking a possum. He's like, I'll get it. And I'm like, you saved my dog. Okay. But <laughs> I only met you once. I do not know you. I don't even like that she gave my address to you to come bring her pizza. Yeah. He didn't go in, but okay. And she, even on the ring camera, <laughs> she goes, after he saved the dog, she's like, now I have to explain to Kim why there was a guy in her house. And I'm like, thank you for knowing me so much, Bethy. You know, it's been almost 15 years. Thank you for knowing me. And I texted yeah. her and was like, hey, I don't know what just happened, but thank you for saying that you have to explain because what the fuck was that? And she was like, well, you know, Bear, like he stepped outside to pee and it was a possum and I freaked out. So he ran in and took care of it. I said, he saved my dog. That's all I need to know. Don't let him in again, though. But yeah, I think that's funny when she like bringing a dude like. I don't care if he's bringing you pizza or not. Go pick it up. Yeah. And come back. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to talk about confirmation. Yeah. Are you done with your questions? Uh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, because I put on our story on the way here, like, I was talking about, like, not really knowing, like, taking a leap of faith, but not really knowing where you're going, because usually, like, when you in stuff it's because you have something else lined up Mm -hmm. but when you don't how do you get confirmation or know like what you're moving towards if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because like for me it's just like i just had a feeling and i don't know what that feeling was but i just had a feeling like this is not for you anymore you don't like being here like your mood is not the same you don't look forward to it so it's just like why are you doing it Mm -hmm. And, but I also feel kind of like trying not to second guess myself because I feel like I haven't really had that confirmation. Like, okay, well, you need to close these doors because this one's going to open. So it's just like, when I don't have that certainty, 
mm. of like what I'm supposed to be doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, of course, you know, my spiritual brain's about to kick in. So, <laughs> um, I think that it's exactly what you said. It's a leap of faith, right? And faith means that you don't see what's ahead of you. You know what I mean? Like, you, you sometimes you can't feel what's ahead of you. You don't, it's dark, but that's the point of faith. Um, and I think that sometimes God just wants us to take, Take a step mm-hmm. and then he'll guide us to what the next step is and what the next step is. And it's just, it's being obedient. Like you said, you had a feeling, you know what I mean? Like when I left the club, like I should have been left the club and mm-hmm. I didn't. And we see what happened, you know, all of the chaos that happened in those last two years that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, when you get that feeling, it's coming from something. Whatever your belief system is, it's coming from something. But you have to trust that mm-hmm. it's there for a reason. And like I said, faith is literally the unseen. You <laughs> no, know what yeah, I mean? So does. it's just like it's it's going to come. And because you stay faithful and you stay on, you know, this path that you're on, that's going to be blessed. You know what I mean? So like. You mentioned some things before we recorded, you know, things coming up and things like that. And it's going to work itself out. It always does. You know what I mean? Like it may get a little murky, but it's going to work itself out. Um, So I think you just have to trust that you made the right decision and the next step is going to come to you. You know what I mean? Even if you don't have it immediately, it's going to come to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to listen to that. For me, I think that's what it is. I was going to say the... To her point, the word faith in general is that's what that means. I was, you guys know, I was telling you before we got on air, like, I feel like I've been down the last few weeks and I have zero reason to be because of the uncertainty, literally mm-hmm. the word you used. And I was talking to my friend about it who is really versed in like, you know, again, whatever your faith is, is what your faith is or whatever you believe in. But um, we're both well-versed in, like, you know, going to therapy, the mental health journey and all that type of stuff. And then, of course, being a Christian and, like, you know, putting your faith into God. And they, I was talking about that, being uncertain and being thrown into, like, what I believe is a depression. I'm talking to my therapist about it tomorrow. And literally, I'm about to send you this quote. This is literally what he texted back to me. Faith is often living with uncertainty and learning. And he basically said he was learning it as well, and he said it's hard. But just remember that faith is often living in uncertainty. But that's what sucks is because the uncertainty, I feel you, throws me off. Throws me into a depression, having uncertainty. Mm -hmm. But that's where your faith sticks in. And you said it yourself, leap of faith. Yeah. Because then I just feel like on top of that, it's like I know that things aren't going to move forward. Like you can't just sit there and just to think things are going to happen like yeah. you have to be working towards it but i'm like i don't know what i'm working towards and i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing in this period yeah. have you ever thought about god telling you that means sit down for a second i mean maybe because i know that would make you uncomfortable I like and I sit a lot. <laughs> not physically sitting you know you've always had two plus jobs <laughs> and this might quite literally be god being like sit down just for a second i know it makes you uncomfortable emotionally mentally financially whatever but sit down for a second and watch what i do speaking of red flags the need to control yeah that's one of mine me too the need to control like and i'm realizing that now like and i have to sit with myself like you can't you honestly can't control much of anything (laughs) like you know what i mean like 
we think we have a certain level of control over life or over whatever, but circumstances ha- circumstances happen and you have to be willing to adjust yeah. and not controlling. And another thing I'm also sitting with myself with about is you can't control other people. Right. You know what I mean? Like someone is allowed to be like, no, or not respond or respond however they choose to respond or people are allowed to do exactly whatever it is that they do and you can't do nothing about that. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist um, always tells me to be like, just take a step back and think about it or write it down and put what's in your control and what's out of your control. And if it's not, then just mindfulness. Yeah. That's what Let that means. Yeah. Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. There's an app for that too. <coughs> it's called mindfulness. mindfulness. Um, <clears throat> and it literally allows you to do that. Like just sit in that moment of like, okay, let me process. Let me take a second. I'm fucking horrible at it. I can check myself in a minute and be like, girl, you just got an attitude? Why? But I'm, I am horrible about writing things down and processing that way. Everything mm-hmm. for me has always been like, like I can see, I told my therapist this, and she's like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's two different types of people. A lot more people I know journal. Mine, I can see, like, it's almost like a to-do list in my head of like, this is the controllables, the uncontrollable. This is the certainty, the uncertainty. And it's like, once I start looking at those lists in my head... The certainty is always more than the uncertainty, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. right now I'm like freaking out and in a depression because I'm like, what the fuck? But if I sat down for a second and was like, what is this checking for sure that you know? And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so I'm a dumbass. Got it. <laughs> Calm down. Got it. Yeah. But, you know. And the it might look like, you know, a lot of trial and error. Like, you talk about a lot trying to figure out what your purpose is and what you want to do and all those different things, you know, maybe the decision that you made will allow you the time to kind of dibble and dabble and figure it out. Like, okay, I'm interested in this. So I got a paid gig. Now, how do I get my next paid gig? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, this could be a season of you like just practice. You know what I mean? Until something sticks, mm-hmm. throw things at the wall until something sticks. Um, Buy you some silly, buddy. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I what the reason why I said go ahead because you made me think about confirmation as it relates to people, mm-hmm. um, and I was gonna put this on my story, but I was like, yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> but I was just like, it's what Blaze said the last week on the show. Like you think you miss somebody, and then you get around them, and you be like, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's your confirmation. There's your right. confirmation. Bing bong. Like, ah, I remember. I don't fucking like you. No, I understand. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me think. I really didn't. Like I said, I it was hard for me to pull this together. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else I want to touch on just based off of, like, what we talked about um, today? So I guess this would be my last question. How many red flags before you say? Darielle's is nope. zero. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. And I'm like, good for you. Uh, I am starting to be like that now. Before, it was a thousand. (laughs) But I feel like now, as I become more aware, like, there's always, like, this period when I meet people that they have before I let my guard down. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm just, like, paying attention to everything. And now, like, before, I really wouldn't. Like, I would notice stuff, but I really wouldn't pay mine or I would just let it go. But now I'm like, I can't afford to, like, 
waste time with people or give them a chance to like do me dirty. Like if I notice something, I will address it. And if it continues, I'm I'm cool. Because once I let my guard down, I'm too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like I just let anything slide until I put it back up. And I I don't want to go through that anymore. I hear that. Yeah, I don't have like a specific number. Mine is like <clears throat> literally um I'm not gonna use the word scanning, but like watching you. Mm-hmm. Watching how you move and how you operate. Yeah. Like that's observing. I'm just going to observe for a second and just kind of see, like, is that a red flag that, like, is going to be detrimental to the both of us? Yeah. Or is it just like, I don't like that you fucking do that. Fix it. So I just observe. And if it's too many of those, it's going to be detrimental and it's unhealthy. Bye. But if it's just kind of like you don't pick up your clean laundry, you just leave it there and dig through the piles. I don't like that. Yeah. I think it's situational. Yeah, yeah. But for, like, hardcore shit, you got about two times. Yeah, if there's too many, I'm like... Like, there's a lot... I told my friend the other day, I was like, everything about you screams run the fuck away if someone was trying to date you. (laughs) I'm like, you are the most inappropriate person I know. And you don't give a fuck about anybody but your feelings. You're a red flag walking. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's a number for me. Because I think that... You know, we all have red flags. Like, we just discussed what our red flags are. So, there, there's no way to avoid them in people. Um, I think <coughs> what makes or breaks a situation for me is if you're actively working, again, that self-awareness to say, hey, this is mm-hmm. a red flag that I have and I'm trying to work on it. Um, so, some effort behind trying to, you know, switch them red flags to green flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just think a lot about, like, okay, within someone's red flags, am I being true to myself? Um, again, how does this make me feel? Does it go against my own moral code? Um, do I feel shitty after being around this person who's displayed this red flag and things like that? Um, so I think it's just really checking in with myself to be like, okay, like, again, like Kim said, is this one of those things where it's just like, "Mm, you do something I would probably do it differently. Mm -hmm. Don't really care that you do that. Or it's like, "Mm, run the other way. Right. Um, yeah, ladies. So, I mean, that's all I got. Um, hopefully it gave us some things to think about. Hopefully it gives our listeners some things to think about. Um, yeah. Check in with yourself about your red flags, people. Okay. Um, and not just others, because I feel like we often want to be like, he's a red flag, she's a red flag, but we never really check into, you know, what our own issues are. So and get people that get surround yourself with people that will tell you what yours are without making you feel quote unquote judged less. Um, not good enough right get around people that will tell you yo you kind of you know you got to do better in this area and you just go damn thank you i appreciate that's not the first time i heard that yeah and without being offended you know what i mean right so accountabilityprojection.com i'm about to make the website today well um you guys know where you can follow us our instagram is take control podcast our twitter is take control pod um, email us at takecontrolpodcast.gmail.com uh, feel free to check in with us send some stories send some questions uh, whatever you guys got whatever you want to hear us talk about um, yeah yeah and we'll see you guys in March bye bye, bye.